Good morning, good morning, good morning. And how are we all? Are we all ready for school? I'm ready for work. <laughs> but before I go, I have got to read a story. And today's story is the last in the chap or last chapter in this particular book of the wishing chair and it's to find out what happened to winks did they manage to rescue him did he get sent back to the school and to say goodbye to molly and peter as they go back to school but just remember when we do say goodbye there is another book so we do get to see them again <laughs> anyway chapter 25 oh my goodness 25 chapters and it's called home again and goodbye so here goes the yells went on and on and on help me i'm drowning help 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 the children and binky tore round the corner the sea lay in front of them blue and calm the goldfish was swimming about in it, looking enormous. Winks was splashing and struggling in the water, and every time he tried to wade out, the goldfish bumped him with his nose and sent him under. There was a crowd of little people yelling with laughter. Peter waded in and pulled Winks out. The goldfish flapped out too and lay on the beach. It didn't seem to mind leaving the water at all. <clears throat> But then, as Molly said, it wasn't a real live fish. It was just a roundabout one. Winks, we're not a bit sorry for you, said Peter. As usual, you brought your trouble on yourself. Now just pick up that fish and take it back to the roundabout. The fish was big, but not heavy. Winks groaned and put it on his shoulder. It flapped its fingers and made itself as difficult to carry as it possibly could. Winks staggered back to the roundabout with it. But the roundabout was gone. It had disappeared completely. Well, said Winks, dumping the fish on the ground at once, I'm not carrying this fish any longer. But the, the others made him. We might meet the pixie in charge of the roundabout, said Peter, and you could give it back to him then. He was very upset at losing it. So Winks had to stagger along carrying the goldfish. Still, as Peter said, if he was going to make trouble, he could jolly well carry his own troubles. It certainly was a, an island of surprises. There was a surprise round almost every corner. For one thing, there was a wonderful balloon tree. It had buds that grew up into balloons. Under the tree sat a brownie with a ball of string. You could Choose your own balloon, pick it off the tree and then get the neck tied with string by the brownie. They all chose balloons at once. Wink stayed behind and they had to go back and fetch him. He had done a very surprising thing. He had picked six of the biggest balloons and had got enough string from the brownie to tie each of them to the big goldfish and just as Binky and the children reached the balloon tree again they saw Wink set the goldfish free in the wind 
and the breeze took hold of the balloons and carried goldfish and all high up into the air. Oh, Wink, said Molly, now look what you've done. Winks grinned. Just a little surprise for the goldfish, he said. Thank goodness I've got rid of him. Well, what can you do with a brownie like that? The others gave him up in despair and walked on again. The wishing chair followed them closely, as if it was a bit afraid of the island of surprises. Round the next corner was another surprise. There were a dozen small motor cars that seemed to go by magic. Come and race, come and race, chanted a little goblin. The winner can choose his own prize. The prizes were exciting as the little cars. There was a purse that always had money in it, no matter how many times you took it out. Wow, I'd like one of those. <laughs> there was a little clock that didn't strike the hour, but called them out in a little dear voice. It is now twelve o'clock. And there was a teapot that would pour out any drink you liked to mention. Oh, do let's try a race, cried Winks. And he leapt into a fine blue car. I want one of those prizes. They all chose cars. The goblin set them in a row and showed them how to work them. Just press hard on these buttons, first with one foot and then on the other, he said. Now, are you ready? One, two... Three, go! And off they went. Winks bumped into Binky and both cars fell over. Molly's foot slipped off one button and her car stopped for a moment or two. But Peter shot ahead and won the race whilst all the little folk cheered and clapped. Choose your prize, said the goblin. Peter chose a little dish with a lid. It was a wonderful dish. Every time you lifted the lid, there was some tidbit there. A sausage or a bar of chocolate or an orange or an ice cream. Something like that. Peter thought it would be very useful indeed to keep in the playroom. They had a wonderful time that day. Once the, once the surprise was not very nice. They went to sit down for a rest on some lovely little rocking chairs. The chairs at once began to rock as soon as everyone was sitting in them and they rocked so violently that everyone was thrown roughly out onto the ground. The goblin in charge laughed till the tears ran down his cheeks. <sighs> Not a very pleasant surprise, said Molly, picking herself up and running after a balloon which was blowing away. Funny to watch, I dare say, but not funny to do. They kept having titbits out of the titbit dish, but Molly wished there were more ice creams. So it was a lovely surprise when they came to a big public fountain, which had a tap labelled Ice Cream Tap. Turn and say what kind. Molly turned it at once. Chocolate ice cream, she said, and out came a stream of chocolate cream that ran into a small cornet underneath and froze at once. Oh, look, cried Peter. They'd come to a, the little field and in it were big white swans waiting to take people for flights in the air. <gasps> Shall we have a fly, said Peter. Do you think the wishing chair will be jealous if we do? Well, I think one of us had better stay down on the ground with the chair whilst the others are having a turn at flying on the birds, said Molly. 
just in case it flies off in a huff, you know. So Molly sat in the wishing chair whilst the others chose swans and rose up in the air on the backs of the beautiful white birds. When it was Winx's turn to sit in the wishing chair and stay with it whilst the others rode on the swans, he thought he would get the chair to chase the swans and make them fly faster. And up went the wishing chair into the air and began to chase the swans, bumping into their tails and creaking at them in a most alarming manner. <clears throat> One swan was so startled that it turned almost upside down, trying to get away from the wishing chair, and the rider fell on its back headlong to the ground. <gasps> it was a witch. Unfortunately, she had her broomstick with her and she managed to get on that as she fell. But she was so angry with Winx. She called the wishing chair to the ground at once and scolded Winx so hard that he tried to hide under the chair in fright. Molly, Peter and Binky flew down at once, angry too because of his mischievous trick. Ha! Binky, said the angry witch, is this brownie a friend of yours? Who is he? He's Winx, said Binky. What? Winx, who turned his grandmother's pigs blue, cried the witch. I thought he was at Mr Grimm's school. Well, it's time he was back there. Swan, come here. A big white swan flew down to her. The witch picked up Winx as if it were a feather and sat him firmly down on the swan's back. Now, she said to the swan, take Winx here to Mr Grimm's school and deliver him to Mr Grimm himself. Oh, no, 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 wailed Winx. Molly, Peter, don't let me go. You'll have to, Winx, said Molly. You really are too naughty for anything. Try to be good this term and perhaps you'll be allowed to spend your next holidays with Binky and us. Goodbye. But I shan't get enough to eat. I always have to go without my dinner, wailed Winx. Peter couldn't help feeling sorry for him. Here, take the titbit dish, he said, and pushed it into Winx's hands. You'll always have something nice to eat then. <laughs> Winx's tears dried up at once. He beamed. Oh, thank you, Peter. How wonderful. Now I don't mind going back a bit. I'll be as good as anything. I'll see you all next holidays. Goodbye. And off he went on the swan next to Mr. Grimm's school for brownies, hugging the titbish dish in joy. He's very, very naughty and I can't help thinking that Mr. Grimm's school is the only place for him, said Molly. <sighs> but I do like him very much all the same. Look, the sun's going down, said Binky suddenly. We must go. They say the island of surprises always disappears at sunset and we don't want to disappear with it. Quick, it's disappearing already. So it was. Parts of it began to look misty and dreamlike. The children and Binky went to the wishing chair at once. Home wishing chair, said Molly, 
Quick, before we all disappear with the island. That witch has already vanished. And home to the playroom they went. They heard their mother shouting them for bedtime just as they arrived. Oh dear, our very last adventure these holidays, I'm afraid, said Molly. Binky, you'll take your chet the chair to your mother's won't you and take great care of it for us you know the date we come back from school be here in time to welcome us we'll slip in and say a last goodbye before we leave for school promised peter don't be lonely without us binky will you and couldn't you go and see winks once or twice at school in the wishing chair just to cheer him up Oh, well, I'll see if my mother will let me, said Binky. She doesn't like winks, you know. Anyway, he will be quite happy with the titbit dish, Peter. It was nice of you to give it to him. Goodbye, wishing chair, said Molly, patting it. You've taken on us on some wonderful adventures this time. Be ready to take us again next holidays, won't you? The chair creaked loudly, as if it too were saying goodbye. Their mother shouted them again for bedtime, this time quite impatiently. We must go, said Molly, and she gave Binky a hug. We are lucky to have you and a wishing chair. We really are. Goodbye. Goodbye to Molly, Peter, Binky, Winks and the wishing chair. We'll see you all again someday, we hope. <laughs> and I'm sure we will because there is another, another book. So um, there's a third one in the Wishing Chair series. So I'm sure we will see them all again. And there is another one called The Magic Faraway Tree. So, hmm. That sounds like a good one, doesn't it? The magic faraway tree. So maybe we might think about that one. Anyhow, to morrow we will find out what story we've got then. Hmm. But until then, I'm off to work. You are possibly off to school. So we'll see what we can see, what we can find for tomorrow. Okay. But until then, you have a lovely day at school or at home or, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. And... I will have a lovely day at work. Okay, you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. And I will see you all again tomorrow. So, bye for now. Take care, stay safe, and I'll see you all tomorrow. All right? Bye.